So, this is a true story. So, I was when I was a sophomore in high school, I was dating my second girlfriend. And during the end of the year, I was doing a uh, 3 a.m. challenge. Because 3 a.m. is supposedly the haunted hour where ghosts the devil is strengthened at that point and basically haunts the world or what whoever does the 3am challenge so, but I was doing one and I was doing a, the fidget spinner fidget spinner challenge and when I was doing it uh, nothing happened so I texted my girlfriend that I was going to be uh, using a ghost detector app. Some people say that it won't work because ghosts aren't real. It's a figure of imagine. It's a figure of imagination. But the truth is, they are real, and. So I log on, open up the app, and I let it scan the room, turn my phone around. At this point, I'm sitting on my bed, just moving in a circle, and ghost pops up. And it starts talking to me, so, therefore, I start texting it back, it, I start texting it, and it replies. So, I go on to say, um, is the devil in my house? And the ghost ends up saying, my dad hurts me so I text back what's your dad who's your dad he's like it and I'm like who's it and he types devil now I would have ended up running out of that house if I didn't freeze. I turned on my light and then it said time four with the number four some fun period. I look over at my closet door. I look around my room actually out my windows. Nothing's out my windows. My door is completely shut. And it ends up being the closet door that opens. It's opening slowly. And it never does that. So I end up uh, running over to the door, testing my girlfriend. Uh, my closet door just opened. She's like, she texts back. Well, then 
close it. And I'm like, uh, you have no idea what is in, I have no idea what's in there, you don't either. Why should I close the door? And she's like, just close the door. So I close the door and hold it. It's about 3.50, 3.45 in the morning. And I'm tired, tired as hell. And I feel like falling asleep. And then, so, 15 minutes rolls around. I get, uh, the, I get away from the door. If the closet door moves, but doesn't. So I text my girlfriend. The closet door is staying shut now. She's like, "Yes, we made it. It's three. It's four. We made it." So I'm super happy that we made it. I don't know what I would have done if anything had happened to her at that point, but now I look at myself and I'm like, how could I have dated that person? He's, he didn't love me. He didn't want anything to do with me. She didn't want anything. She didn't even want to be in my life. I don't know why I started dating her. So, therefore, I uh, go to a mental hospital, and of course I hear it's going to bed. It's about ten, and I hear footsteps in the hall, and. I look out the door, everyone's outside, outside the door, there's a door, and in the hallway, there's no one, everyone else is asleep, I hear more footsteps, and soon, I... I'm freaked out, and I just want to go to bed, get out of there, and then head back to school. So that's, in like two weeks, and a week, a week, a couple weeks later, I'm out, and I can't wait to go back, go back to high school. Junior year rolls around, and I'm talked about behind my back. And then senior year comes around. I try to become friends with someone who backstabbed me, and it ends up she backstabbed me again. So, it's December 16th, 2019, still in senior year, not even close to uh, 
getting out. And I'm super lonely. I have a crush and I basically uh, see if I could get become friends with either one of the two people I dated for sophomore and junior year. But at tried and it ended up um I ended up getting backstabbed once again. And yeah. So almost Christmas break. I got five whole school days left. And hopefully I can tell my crush that I can actually talk to her before I leave in May. So yeah. That's the end of this podcast here. If you did enjoy it, please do. Uh, I was gonna say like that. This is my YouTube channel. Uh, you can go over to YouTube, and I have a few channels. One's named The Flying Dumbasses. The other one's The Tormentor. Uh, the third one, Scarface Reaction Universe. Together Forever is the next one. Beyblade Central is the next. Um, and then Gotcha Torm. There's a few others that I created, but I don't really use because I haven't been able to create videos. But the main ones I use are the ones I said, except uh, not Beyblade Central yet, or Together Forever, or Scarface's Reaction Universe yet, because I haven't gotten time. But Tormentor, I'm starting to re-upload videos. And then Gotcha Torm, I'm up- uploading more videos. And then Flying Dumbasses, we disband, so there's no more videos there for right now. And then, um, I think that was it for all that. But please do try and contact me through like YouTube, well, not U- YouTube comments, if you want to be part of my next, uh, episode of horror true horror stories and i'm gonna be be, i'm gonna be doing a uh welding uh welding script and interviewing few people that know about welding so yeah stay tuned for that stay tuned for other episodes of this and yeah i will see you guys in the next episode bye the volume of our words when vocalized of course can have an outside Im- outsized impact does that mean you should shout when you're trying to seem more persuasive no of course not but according to a paper published in the journal of personality and social psychology you can come off 
as more persuasive by speaking slightly louder than normal they do, and by varying the overall volume of your voice, i.e. speaking both more loudly and softly. The effect isn't quite dramatic as giving you unholy levels of persuasive power, but it will make you appear more confident when you speak, which has a positive impact on your overall persuasiveness, according to the study. Every time we interact with someone, we're trying to figure out how much they know about what they're saying, how knowledgeable they are, how confident they seem, said Joanne Berger, Berger, an associate professor of marketing and Warrington and a co-author of the study who found that these cues, in particular one, the ones related to speaking volume, made speakers seem more confident, which made them more persuasive overall. Humans have built an anti-persuasion radar, which psychologists call reactants. reactants. Mr. Berger said, when someone tries to persuade us, we sometimes push back because we don't want to try, want to be persuaded. We can tell from the words being used that context and the other cues that someone is trying to influence us in an incoming appeal comes and sometimes tries to persuade us. We put our radar to knock down the projectile, Mr. Berger said. We turn off the ad, we hang up on the salesperson, we counter-argue against what someone is saying. However, we tend to look at speakers who vary the volume at more confident, which translates into an increase in their persuasiveness according to the study. In other words, if you're trying to persuade the roommate, your roommate to do the dishes, try speaking up a bit. The core issue here is the influence both conscience and non-conscious. That paralanguage, or how we say things, has on our perception of others. It's not something most people are aware of, Mr. Bersher said. Conversations, we spend a lot of time thinking about what we're going to say, and we spend some time thinking about what our partner is saying. Mr. Berger said, We allocate a lot less attention to how we're saying what we're saying, but how we say things can be significant. Whether the listener recognizes challenges in pure language. Whether the speaker intentionally changes her or her voice, the effect paralanguage has on the listener can happen regardless. Mr. Berger also said that it's not just those inflections that matter in persuasion. Being physically present as opposed to, say, writing or a text or sending an email can also have an, an enormous impact. And there's work that shows people seem more human 
when we hear their voice, Mr. Berger said. We give them more sense of mind. We think of them more as real people when they use their voice. Our researchers can suggest it can make people more persuasive. That's good news for anyone who has ever spent hours in tech agonizing over the wording of an email to get it just right, particularly when something significant hangs in the balance. Indeed, all that time spent agonizing might be, in fact, all that time spent agonizing might, in fact, be 